This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, they've declared war on free speech and everyone's going to have to pick a side. Everyone. That knock, I promise you, as I've said repeatedly, is coming to your door soon and you're not going to like who's on the other side of it. Um, these folks are not kidding on the left. They are not. That is not some uh, 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 way to, to salute them by me. That's just a respect for the fight coming up ahead. If you don't understand the terrain features, you're going to be in bad shape. These people are not kidding. I'll explain what happened to me. Uh, in context of what happened to Rogan, a lot went on this weekend. It has been uh, it was a work weekend, uh, the, the whole weekend. I barely got a second off. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Ready or not, here we come. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I I got you covered. Have a sip. There we are. I'll just chat away. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, thank you. I got a little bit of a sore throat. I don't mean like a sick sore throat. I was talking so much this weekend that... uh, uh, really, my vocal cords feel like they're all like scarred up or something. Let me correct something first, ladies and gentlemen. A national uh, divorce is coming. You saw the story this week. Uh, Neil Young, ironically, the guy who, as Joe knows well, sang Rockin' in the Free World yeah. and went on tour once. Neil Young, a musician, on a, a free speech tour. Look it up. Neil Young is now calling for censorship of Joe Rogan as of last week. But we sat on our show, and you know what? The Bongino rule got me, too. And when we screw something up, you have to correct it immediately. It's a fair thing to do. On my radio show on Friday, the Bongino rule. I'm like, it's my rule. And I I saw this story from a reputable outlet I trusted. And I was like, oh, gosh, Barry Manilow is joining in the censorship brigade against Neil Young. He is not. He put out a tweet categorically denying yeah. that Barry Manilow. So seriously, it's not. We sh- I should have followed the Bongino rule. But correcting stuff is important. We're not journalists. Um, journalists don't correct stuff. Don't ever insult me by calling me a journalist. We actually do the truth here. But there is a national divorce coming. And people like Neil Young are leading the charge here. They are at the, uh, they are the Praetorian guards of censorship. Everyone's going to have to pick a side, folks. So the Rogan fight is starting to get really nasty. And my prediction is here's what's going to happen. It is the Neil Young censorship brigade. I, I believe it was Peter Frampton may have joined in. I saw yeah, I, I saw Joni so. Mitchell joined in. Yeah. These are more kind of honestly, Joe's a little older than me, but these are Joe era. But I know who they are. I'm, you know, Joni Mitchell had some decent music. Was never a fan of Neil Young. Was never a fan of Peter Frampton. It's more kind of Joe's time. But they're all threatening to pull their music off Spotify if Joe Rogan isn't censored or ripped off the platform. So we have this irony where. Armacost, you grew up with this kind of, you know, hippie rocking in the free world generation that was supposed to be all about like free love and free speech. The great irony is you have the rocking in the free world guy now teaming up with the quote tolerance and coexist crowd on the left to make sure nobody's free, nobody's tolerated and and you can't coexist with anyone on the right. And, And the irony just the left. They're like, huh? What? Like head? Totally missing it. They are all in on censorship now. You can see with Twitter, even Twitter has this thing up. Like Spotify is going to, I promise, Spotify is going to eventually cave. 
They are going to cave. They're saying now that they're going to put labels on podcasts that discuss COVID-19. I mean, is this not Orwellian? Are we not living in this Orwellian era right now? Labels. In other words, you are too stupid to process what Joe Rogan and his guests are saying. So Spotify has to put labels on the on, on what they deem COVID-19 misinformation. Folks, it is only a matter of time. Only. Mark my words. Mark the date. Mark the time. It is only a matter of time before all of us are pulled off Apple, pulled off Spotify. Thank the Lord for Rumble. We added 40,000 new subs. We're at 2.1 million now. It is only a matter of time. Now, all of this controversy is about supposedly the left saying they're trying to combat misinformation on Joe Rogan's podcast, YouTube banning me of what about what they claim is mask misinformation. But you know what's really odd? This weaponizing of language where they use words like hate speech and misinformation. I asked them, um, is this kind of stuff misinformation? Here's the Washington Post a little while ago. Is this misinformation? The Washington Post correcting itself. Here was Merrill Cornfield in August of 2021. Merrill Cornfield. DeSantis sounds very serious. DeSantis blames Florida's surge on COVID season. That's misleading, experts say. It is. So they're correcting supposed misinformation, right, by Ron DeSantis. Here's five months later, January 2022. COVID-19 may have seasons for different temperature zones, study suggests. That's misinformation by the Washington Post's own standards. Yep. Where's NewsGuard? Where's Spotify taking down the Washington Post? Is the Washington Post podcast, whatever podcast they may have, are they being labeled with misinformation? That's misinformation by their own acknowledgement, correct? Here's another just quick example of how the left weaponizes language. Misinformation only applies to political ideas they don't like. Unquestionable misinformation here from the Pino, president name only right now, Joe Biden. What happened to juicy small A must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up, demand we no longer give this hate safe harbor. Homophobia and racism have no place. We're with you, Juicy. Of course, Juicy was involved in a race hoax. Is that misinformation? Is this misinformation by Kamala Harris? Juicy Smollier is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to feel for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. Yeah, including Juicy, who made the story up. Is that misinformation? Why aren't they banned? The answer is because they have no idea what misinformation is. Misinformation, they do have an idea. I take that back. Misinformation for them is political ideas they don't like. I had Jamu Green on my Fox show this weekend, unfiltered. Thank you all for watching. It's new time, 9 o'clock. Really appreciate it. Uh, so I asked her who decides what misinformation is. And I was talking about it in context of this site, NewsGuard. It's a leftist uh, a political targeting site where leftists at NewsGuard, they target political sites they don't like, Fox News, Breitbart, Bongino.com, and they try to rank them as, quote, disinformation. So it's weird. Jammu, I ask her what disinformation is and who gets to determine what it is. So the topic of NewsGuard comes up and she says, well, you know, NewsGuard is great because they tell you who's funding all these sites and this other stuff, which is odd because a group of lefties fund NewsGuard. But she didn't seem concerned about that. Here, watch this. No, Who gets to decide what misinformation is? Who gets to decide? Well, I think when you look at the process that NewsGuard has set up, it is about really providing information to students and anyone who is using their service. Who is paying for this website? Who are, what is the individual or the entity that is financing that website that has provided this information? That's something we should all know, right? Whether it is well, the Washington Post. Who's financing NewsGuard? Jamu, who's financing NewsGuard? Is it conservatives or liberals? That is a good oh, I question. Know. It's and I think it's. it's yeah. No, here's the thing. <laughs> it's really important to look at why NewsGuard was founded in the first place, because the other right. places that are doing the same thing, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, right. they don't provide what their what their system is. They don't show us so any you, information you about their al algorithm. Are you calling for it's transparency for secret. NewsGuard? Kind of weird, right? That they have a problem uh, with the, what they call misinformation. When we point out obvious examples of misinformation on the left, they're not concerned about that. And then their fallback is, well, they're providing transparency. And then I ask, 
well, who's can, is NewsGuard being, you know, they're, they're transparent about their, their donors. Their donors are lefties. So you're suggesting to me that political bias is a problem on websites unless it's NewsGuard being funded by people with the political bias. I, I'm having a hard time keeping track of all the BS. I really am, folks. I'm having a really tough time with this. Here from Breitbart. You know, the teachers union now is partnering with NewsGuard, this lefty hack site, and they want to push an in-home censorship tool. Check out this article by Breck and Theus, January 2022. So the Media Research Center did a little study into NewsGuard, finding extraordinary left-wing bias in its rating system. They found the average, they looked at the average rating for left and left-leaning sites like The Nation or the openly socialist Jacobin, where 93%, they got a 93% rating. Where the average rating for right-leaning sites, including Fox, The Washington Times, and Breitbart, was 66%. Tell me again how NewsGuard is some fair and, and, uh, and nonpartisan arbiter of truth. You know, uh, Rogan did a video this morning, and he came out. It was on his Instagram. It got millions of views. And Rogan, you know, said, like, listen, I apologize to people who I pissed off. Well, I, I don't agree, Joe. I think you should double down now. I don't think you should be apologizing to pissing off these people at all. All your show does is put out a bunch of, 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 of thought leaders of the time, people who disagree about stuff. Joe Rogan's had Bernie Sanders on. Joe Rogan's had conservatives on. Joe Rogan has had Sanjay Gupta from CNN, and he's had people who question the efficacy of vaccines early, which thank God they did, because the initially stated success rate of the vaccine in preventing transmission turned out not to be true. I don't think he should apologize to people he pissed off at all. I'm, this, I'm telling you, on this show, and I think he should double down. We should piss them off. They're tyrants. Here, I want to move on. I want to show you what else the problem is here with misinformation and who gets to categorize what misinformation is. Here is Oliver Darcy on CNN. Folks, Rogan says something really interesting in his video, too. He says, listen, things that are categorized as misinformation, disinformation, and false information today through the scientific method can later turn out to be true. We were told cloth masks could be effective. Now we find out cloth masks are totally ineffective at stopping the transmission of coronavirus. We were told that early on. Information changes. Why? Because chronologically through time, new facts emerge through real-world natural experiments and actual science done in the laboratory. That happens over time. New information moves old information into the gutter as we find out new facts and data, right? I'll prove to you how the left knows this, but constantly pretends that what they say at any given time is unchallengeable and won't change in the future. Here's Oliver Darcy, clown prince of CNN, the coffee boy to the coffee boy, Brian Stelter, who's the actual coffee boy. They're talking about Doritos. A uh, the the uh, the nachos, you know, Doritos, and Darcy's claiming that Rogan and podcasts like mine, which he's implying, are in other words, they're like Doritos; they're not healthy for you. This is really weird. Darcy, who seems to Darcy with no experience in the health space at all, none, not a doctor, not an epidemiologist, not even a basic tier one level science guy. He's nothing but a fraud. He's been a fraud his whole life. Everybody who worked with him at the blaze when he pretended to be a conservative will tell you this guy was a clown and a joker and a wannabe. He never cut it in the conservative space. So now he fakes being a liberal over at uh, CNN. Notice how he seems to pretend that he's not the Doritos. He's like the healthy broccoli. This guy's got to be kidding me. I'm going to show you how what I mean in a second. Here, check this out. People who are listening to Joe Rogan's podcast don't necessarily believe it to be bad information. So uh, there was an analogy drawn between Doritos and Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, people know that Doritos are not necessarily good for them. Uh, that you're not going to find a nutritional expert who says, you know, you should eat a lot of Doritos. But there are a lot of people who listen to Joe Rogan's podcast who believe that he's actually the, the, the truth teller. They, they believe the opposite, that, that Joe Rogan is good for an informational diet. And I think that's what's so important is that the people who are listening to him don't believe it to be bad information. So it, it's difficult, I guess, for them to make that, uh, that choice, that good choice uh, uh, of uh, consuming information when they, they think that uh, the, the podcast hosting people with anti-vaccine rhetoric is really the, uh, the truth telling podcast. Kat, you made the Doritos reference. I, I rather liked it. What do you say to Oliver? 
Um, I mean, I think that it just ultimately comes down to the question of how do you want to solve this? They go on to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, how people just go to different platforms and nonsense like that. But do you see Darcy comparing Joe Rogan and podcasts like this to uh, bad dietary habits, which is really odd because it assumes we actually know what good dietary habits are as well, which was an ironic example. Um, We have a general idea, but dietary, remember we were told in the 80s show about how healthy rice cakes were, and then we found out they may spike your insulin. Remember we were told about the horrors of egg yolks, and then we were like, ah, later on, maybe the egg yolk's actually decent for you. It's got some healthy fats. We were told about how you have to eat a high-carb, low-fat diet. Then all of a sudden, later on, people are like, well, some of those healthy fats in the Mediterranean diet may be a little beneficial. You know what happened? Information changes, Darcy, you idiot. How do we know information changes? Apparently, Oliver Darcy changes who he is all the time. Really weird. Here's Oliver Darcy's resume when he was a former guest speaker at the Leadership Institute. Oliver Darcy is the editor of Digital Media at the Leadership Institute's Campus Reform, campusreform.org. Listen to this. Where Oliver is tasked with reporting on waste, fraud, and abuse taking place on our nation's college campuses. Prior to joining the Leadership Institute, Oliver found that ExposingLeftist.com a video-driven website dedicated to exposing the inherent failures found at the core of liberal philosophies. You folks, you can't make it up. So a guy who's claiming that information doesn't change. Information doesn't change. Therefore, Joe Rogan, who had accurately called out the inefficacy of masks, and some of his people had warned about the success of vaccines, right? That Joe Rogan should be censored. Because the information's static, and yet Oliver Darcy's claiming, I got a bunch of new information, therefore I'm not a conservative anymore. Here, here's Oliver Darcy, who apparently changed his opinion about CNN, too. Old tweets reveal CNN reporter talking about Darcy. Used to mock the network. CNN is really confused. CNN's Oliver Darcy ridiculed his current employer before he worked there. But a CNN spokesperson said he was just doing his job. Jeez. <sighs> Dude. There you go, buddy. Who's the Doritos? Who's the Doritos now? I've been a conservative my whole life. You know why? Because I actually believe in science and information. That's why. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. I want to get to more of this. I want to show you who the gatekeepers are to the misinformation uh, claims, who claim they are on the right side of information. People, you're supposed to be putting your faith in. This has got laughable. Phonies like Oliver Darcy, Brian Stelter, people don't know a damn thing about a damn thing. Frustrating, folks. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. So, folks, there's a war going on. I canceled Google ads from BonginoReport.com, by the way, because uh, we'll be taking more actions against Google soon as well. I'll keep you updated on that. Um, you, you know, the, the lefties, Google, you'll figure it out eventually what's going on. Apparently, you're too stupid to strategize. You try a SWOT analysis. You guys go to business school. Do you not see the threat? Are you not taking mitigation measures to the threat? You're a trillion-dollar company. You don't see what we're doing here? So we'll have notifications coming up soon about what we're actually doing and why we're, we're banning Google. Google ads is banned permanently from BonginoReport.com. They will not be allowed back. They can ask. They can beg. You will not be allowed back. BonginoReport.com is a conservative alternative, our alternative to Drudge Report. And the experience is going to be a lot nicer now that the Google ads clunky technology. We banned it from the site. 
So they'll figure out what's going on uh, shortly. Uh, they're missing completely, uh, of course, because they're not that bright. But there's a full-blown war going on against me right now. Folks, my Facebook page was under assault this weekend. Our website, Bongino.com, Google attack them. That's why we banned them. Uh, YouTube has gone to war against me. Folks, we've become kind of public enemy number one. Matter of fact, I said, I'm um, thinking about writing a, another book. I haven't written a book in a long time. Joe, what do you think? Public enemy number one, my face on a wanted poster. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, outside of Rogan and Tucker, I'm telling you, I don't see anyone else in their crosshairs, which says to me we're causing them a lot of danger. Mm. So my Facebook page was under assault this weekend. What they do, Facebook and the fact checkers, is they get kind of the wink and the nod. Google and them, they all quietly collude. Whether it's implicit or explicit, I can't tell you. I would love for a discovery about that one day in a court process. But there's no question that they all know it's time to attack Dan Bongino because it's happened over and over again. Sorry about mentioning myself in the third person. So these are the people who attacked my page this week. And look at this guy. This is one of the arbiters of truth, Joe. Uh, Bill McCarthy, staff writer at PolitiFact. Bill looks like he's about nine and a half, maybe <laughs> cracked double digits. He just, uh, Bill, Bill just had a party at the local Adventureland with uh, ice cream cake and all. So Bill's a staff writer at PolitiFact. You know, the lefty site. Uh, wait, go back. I'm not done. <clears throat> he previously worked. This is Bill McCarthy's experience. This is one of the gatekeepers to truth, fellas. Um, this guy. He was first an intern at PolitiFact's national team in Washington. Wow, that's a serious job. He's a graduate of Duke University, where he majored in public policy and earned a certificate in policy journalism. Wow. Gosh, I got to tell you, this guy definitely should be sitting on the judge's bench, judging with the gavel over what's true or not, especially when it comes to complicated matters like epidemiology and public policy. He definitely knows his stuff, Bill McCarthy. Again, kid, kid looks like he's about uh, nine and a half. I don't know if he's even cracked 10. What do I mean? So we put an actual, again, literal quote on my Facebook page this weekend, at Bongino Report, showing you we are under full-fledged assault by the censorship left and the Bill McCarthy useful idiots. Bill McCarthy writes his piece of PolitiFact. It's an actual quote I put up of Biden. When he had Stephen Breyer and making his announcement at the White House that he was going to retire, Biden, quote, I'm not going to take any questions because I think it's inappropriate. That's a literal quote. PolitiFact's Bill McCarthy, who don't worry, guys, he was a uh, public policy major at Duke like 10 minutes ago. He says that's mostly false, except it's not mostly false. It's a literal quote with a video. And you know why they say it's mostly false? Because afterwards, he says, because the justice is here. What does that have to do with the quote? What? Biden didn't take questions because he thought it was inappropriate. That's an actual quote. Here is another one assaulting my Facebook page this weekend. Here is a, uh, a, a, a thing I put up on Facebook about my fight with COVID, where I said about the deranged Biden administration and the FDI, FDA pulling authorization for monoclonal antibodies. I said I was saved by these miraculous antibodies when I contracted a severe case of COVID. It's horrifying how we've descended into madness, and I put how we're turning into these uh, a bunch of tin pot dictators, and we should vote them out. Now, notice what I said there. I said I had COVID. Did I tell you what kind of COVID I had? <clears throat> no. No. Why? Because I believe in facts. And Joe, I don't know what type of COVID I had. I did not have the, whatever you call it, serotype of the virus. But did I have Delta? Did I have an early Omicron case? Did I have the Alpha variant? I have no idea, folks. I have no idea what variant I had. Yeah, I wasn't tested yeah. for a variant. Yeah, I was tested for COVID. I didn't say anything about Omicron, right? That right. post got fact-checked. The fact check. This is by AFP fact. This is real. They said that Dan Bongino said in December 2020 contracted COVID, COVID a month to a month and a half earlier, a time when Omicron was not the dominant variant in the United States. And? Yeah. Did I say I had Omicron? No. You read it. It's right there, folks. If you want to read it again, he posted it. Go to the Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. You can look at it right there. Did I mention anywhere in my post I had an Omicron variant? Nope. AFP fact-checked it anyway. Folks, we are at war with a bunch of communist censors. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are dangerous. I can't warn you in strong enough terms. These are the same people who are out there right now voting for parents. Uh, but when they're asked in polls what should happen to parents who don't vaccinate their kids, 
The kid should be taken. You should be put in jail. I cannot warn you in strong enough terms how we are looking at a very dangerous future. This is not going to slow down. Prepare yourself right now. Start getting on these alternate platforms today, not tomorrow, not just platforms I own. I don't need the money. You got Rumble. You got a ton of other ones out there. You got Substack. I have no financial interest in Substack at all. You've got these platforms out there for truth and free speech. Get on it today. I am telling you, it is only a matter of time before I am banned from Facebook, banned from Spotify, banned from Apple. Folks, these leftists are full-blown tyrants. The danger ahead is real, very real. Domestic terrorism units being founded by the Department of Justice, going after parents who speak up at school boards. You think you're not next? You think the Constitution's going to protect you? These people have been laughing at the Constitution since I argued with my, uh, well, I didn't argue, I was talking about with my wife last night. Did you notice, Joe, all of this changed when Obama got into office? Mm-hmm. When Obama got into office, I mean, listen, the left was always the left. But this is ever since Obama's two terms, folks, this has gotten dramatically worse where the tyrant police state, anti-civil liberties crowd on the left, eager to usher in a new police state, has doubled down. Obama did this. Yes. He gave them all a free pass. And Biden is just carrying on his legacy. Folks, Glenn Greenwald has an amazing piece I want to get to in a minute here. You really should read it. The reason it's important is, again, Greenwald is not a conservative by any stretch. He's, a, in many cases, a self-defined social liberal. But Glenn Greenwald does actual journalism, and he's been concerned about the growing power of the state for a long time. He has a very powerful piece up about the dangerous terrain we're walking into. The way to fight back is to get on these alternate platforms now. And as I'll show you in a minute coming up, join the crew and get ready for a voting turnout in 2022. I know a lot of you, oh, voting won't change. Anything. Listen, it's not going to change everything. Granted, point stipulated, you win. But please don't suggest it won't change anything. That's factually inaccurate. It will change a lot. It will make the rhinos not as powerful. And if we can elect good conservatives in primaries and get them into generals and get them in there, we'll have a chance to finally fight back. It will change things. It will change things. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Let me show you quickly. Let me read from this Greenwald piece quickly how badly... Uh, We have descended into total totalitarian madness, folks. It is getting really ugly out there. And I want you to notice an evergreen topic on my show. We've been discussing here since Joe and I were doing the show in the basement in Severna Park seven years ago. How the left weaponizes language and changes the definition of words to put you in the so-called fringe. Even fringe, you use use a word they've misappropriated, right? Here's what I mean. Greenwald's piece, be up in my newsletter. Please subscribe. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to talk to you on these left-wing censorship channels. It's bongino.com slash newsletter. Please, humble request. This article will be there from Greenwald's uh, Substack. He says, the pressure campaign on Spotify to remove Joe Rogan reveals the religion of liberals. Censorship. It is their religion. He brings up a fascinating point. Please listen to every word of this. He said, when liberals' favorite media outlets from CNN and, uh, to NBC to the New York Times spend four years disseminating one fabricated Russia story after the next, from the Kremlin hacking into Vermont's heating system and Putin's sexual blackmail over Trump to bounties on the heads of U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan, the Biden email archive being Russian disinformation and a magical mystery weapon that injures Americans' brains with cricket noises, He says, none of that is disinformation that requires banishment. 
Nor are false claims that COVID's origin is proven to be zoonotic rather than a lab leak, the vastly overstated claim that vaccines prevent transmission of COVID, or that Julian Assange stole classified documents and caused people to die. Corporate outlets beloved by liberals are free to spout serious falsehoods without being deemed guilty of disinformation. And because of that, they do so routinely. Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to have to pick a side. I can't warn you in strong enough terms. Please heed my warning. This is not going to get better. Spotify has not stood up in the, uh, against this assault on free speech. They have not. Spotify is terrified. Spotify will fold like a cheap suit. It is only a matter of time. They have already started uh, in the past pulling down episodes of Joe Rogan for content they didn't like. Greenwald sees the writing on the wall. Here, I want you to listen to the second part to this. It's shorter, but it's important. How he talks about the polling data, about the threat ahead, how the left has gone full authoritarian and tyranny and, and, and full tyranny. Ignoring them won't make it go away. I bring this up because every time I used to bring up AOC on the show and these tyrants, these communists, people would say, oh, stop giving them attention. They'll go away. Listen, please, please. They won't go away. This is only going to get worse, but we can stop it. We can stop it today, but we have to do it together. Here's what we'll be stopping from Greenwald's piece, part two. He says the data proving a deeply radical authoritarian strain in Trump era Democratic Party politics is ample. And he's extensively reported it. Democrats overwhelmingly trust and love the FBI and CIA. Polls show they overwhelmingly favor censorship of the Internet, not only by big tech oligarchs, but also by the state. Leading Democrat Party politicians have repeatedly subpoenaed social media executives and explicitly threatened them with legal and regulatory regulatory reprisals if they don't censor more aggressively, a likely violation of the First Amendment, given, dec- given decades of law, case law, ruling state officials are barred from coercing private actors to censor for them in ways the Constitution prevents them from doing so directly. Folks, let me put meat on that bone. When Parler was wiped off the Internet, they did so, some of these companies, after being prodded by People like AOC and Ro Khanna, two Democratic Congress, uh, Congress members, members of Congress, who explicitly called out for action against Parler after January 6th. These are who these people are. For those of you saying, oh, this definitely isn't a First Amendment issue. Granted, if Google was operating on its own through YouTube to ban me like they did, yes, it wouldn't be a First Amendment issue. It is unquestionably a censorship issue. That's not, don't, please don't insult yourself by making an argument there. It's not about censorship. Please stop. Please, we're laughing at you. Please stop. Of course, it's a censorship issue. Is it a First Amendment issue? It depends. Why did Google do it? Did they do it for fear of regulatory reprisals? Because they wanted to keep Joe Biden and them happy? In other words, were they coerced by the government? If that's the case, then you most certainly have a First Amendment issue. And I've told a number of people who are thinking about running for office that if you are not committed, committed to doing something against the growing big tech tyranny and anti-civil liberties activism of big tech and the left, I can't support you. It is the fight of our time. It is not a fight. It is the fight. Showing you just how bad things have gotten. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ. I'll say that proudly. My Lord and Savior saved me a long time ago. I read this this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, in utter disbelief. (sighs) Reclaim the net and read this article in my newsletter. Christina Moss. Pope Francis criticizes social media for allowing, quote, misinformation to spread. The Pope now is playing the game too. Pope Francis. got to be very careful here with my words, not because I'm self-censoring myself, but because I prefer to give people the benefit of the doubt and believe maybe the Pope knows not of what he speaks here. How did we get from Pope John Paul, who I can make the case to you strongly, along with Margaret, Margaret Thatcher, Lech Walesa, and Ronald Reagan, destroyed communism as we knew it at the time. How did we get from Pope John Paul to Pope Francis? who is now speaking about misinformation, I guess not fully understanding that it's a buzzword the left uses to engage in tyrannical behavior. 
Let me put the quote in context so we're not accused of taking something out of context. Pope Francis also criticized social media companies for using algorithms to amplify misinformation. Notice, like Jammu Green, Pope Francis doesn't seem to care what misinformation really is. Pope Francis argued those promoting truth should seek a, quote, antidote to algorithms projected to maximize commercial profit. It means working to promote an informed, just, sound, and sustainable society. This is incredible. This is the Pope, the nominal head of the Catholic Church, talking about algorithms that promote misinformation. What he's really doing is taking a shot at people like me who've used some of these social media platforms to get the truth out there. It's been labels as as misinformation and disinformation by tyrannical leftists eager to shut us down. The Pope, Pope Francis, being used as a tool to suppress people. I never thought I'd see this day. Listen, this is serious here. Hold on one second, because I want to be sure I'd say this right. <clears throat> Listen, Joe and I, are. I've known Joe a long time. He as well. He not as long, but pretty long too. Long enough. I know Joe's a man of faith. Joe and I are both sinners, man. We got, we got long resumes of sins we don't care to share on the show. Today, You've been. <laughs> trust me, it's an arm's length long. Um, Christ came for the sinner, right? Christ didn't come to save, you know, the good guys. He came to, well, he came to save everyone, but you know, he took along with him a guy who would deny him three times in Peter, one of the most hated people alive, a tax collector, a woman accused of uh, having uh, seven demons and Mary Magdalene, one who would uh, doubt him later on after his resurrection, came for the sinner. I'm the sinner. Joe's the sinner. We know that. We're doing our best to be better people every day. But for the first time in a really, really long time, I'm not questioning my faith in Jesus Christ. I'm questioning my allegiance to a church being led by someone who seems to be ushering in a new era of totalitarianism. I have never thought I'd say that. I'm beginning to wonder myself as someone who provides a lot of capital resources to the church, if that's a mistake, if I'm empowering this. That's a really hard thing for me. This has been a key part of my life for a really long time. Jesus Christ will always be my savior, but I don't think you need an intermediary to get there. And I have to tell you, I've never been so disappointed. There are a lot of good people in the Catholic church who do a lot of really good things, but this stuff has to stop immediately. If you can't unequivocally come out and render onto Caesar what is Caesar, render onto Christ what is Christ's, and can't say that you unequivocally support free speech, understanding that the alternative is far more pernicious, then I can't be a part of it. You're on the wrong side of history. And believe me, it pains me to say that. Speaking of being on the side of history, here's what the right side of history looks like. Do you see this trucker rally, rally in Canada for body sovereignty and against these mandates? Oh, yeah. Here's some video. Yeah, Joe saw the video before. Yeah. Here's the right side of history. Here's a bunch of truckers effectively shutting down Ottawa who stood up for the world and told Trudeau, Canadians, and everyone that you're not going to tell us what goes in our body and what doesn't. I want you to watch this video and listen in the background as this guy cheers on these truckers. Watch the video rumble. It's awesome. Here, check this out. What a moment in Canadian history here at Parliament Hill. I love you, Canada! Yeah! Yeah, Guy said it right, Joe. He's like, yeah, check it out. A fringe minority of Tens of thousands of people and truckers. Fringe. Bunch of bunch of crazies, all of you. Got body sovereignty. Government should be able to tell me what I injected my body. That's the left now. That's the rocket in the free world guy. That's it. That's Neil Young, who once had went on tour in, in the free speech tour, now wants to shut people like Joe Rogan up. And I love his... Uh, sorry, I don't mean to get off topic here, but I love his logic. Neil, Neil Young says... I'm not pushing for censorship. This is a business decision. I don't want to do business with Spotify. No, 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 no. What? 
I don't choose to do business with Cumulus in the future anymore either. My radio show, I've already said that publicly. I will not be renewing with them because of their vaccine mandate. But notice what I didn't do. I didn't say to Cumulus, censor someone else or I won't come back. To stop pretending this is business. Right. This isn't business. You don't have an issue with Spotify. You have an issue with censoring Joe Rogan, you big phony. Is it about censorship? Really? What business practice is it? Oh, it's about the censorship, right? You want Spotify to implement censorship. Stop saying it's a business decision. It's not. It's not. That's not at all what this is. Folks, there's a massive shift happening now. The trucker rally, these rallies around the world that the media is trying to pretend don't exist because they want you to believe you're in the minority. You are not. You are in the majority. There is a massive rebellion happening against big state tyranny right now. The shift, I will show you in just a second. We always produce the backup data on the show. Trudeau, the disgraced, blackface-wearing loser running Canada right now, Justin Trudeau, who would be nothing if it wasn't for daddy, this pathetic human being, is now saying he wants to double down on these mandates going forward. Why? Because that's what tyrants do. That's what none of this is surprising. But folks, there is going to be an electoral rebellion coming up. And again, please don't tell me voting doesn't matter. I'm not suggesting to you Republicans are the, are the, are the, are the solution to all your problems. I'm not. I've said it repeatedly. But Democrats are unquestionably the cause of all your problems. And although voting may not change everything, it can help change a lot of things. I don't accept it that we shouldn't vote. There is a great alignment coming up and you need to be a part of it. Look at this article in the Wall Street Journal. This is worth your time. It's called Politics and the Great Confinement. It talks about how these massive shifts in politics can come after these life-changing events. In other words, how the Democrats took over for a generation after the Great Depression because they blame they big business. And the author, Arthur Herman, in this journal piece wonders out loud, is an alignment going the other way now? Are Republicans and conservative Democrats frustrated with the Democrats confining them in their homes, quarantines, vaccine mandates, mask mandates for kids, lockdowns, school closures? Are they pushing a massive realignment now that may be generational for the Democrats? That's why I tell you folks, believe me, there is a better day coming. Morning is coming, I promise you. I don't know when, but I know it's coming. I know it. I know God's not going to abandon us. I know it. And I know we're on the right side. I'm sure of it. There are a lot of things I doubt in my life. A lot. Even myself, my own abilities sometimes. Like, am I doing this right? Am I not? I don't doubt for one second that we are on the right side of this free speech debate. Not for a second. Here, from the great uh, confinement piece and how this massive realignment is happening. He says, if the GOP can capitalize on disillusion with big government by affirming its commitment to the interests of those forgotten Americans, regardless of racial or religious or regional labels, it will own Washington for a generation. Here's the data. Polls show two-thirds of Americans feel the country's on the wrong track. In a recent Axios poll, 66% of Republicans, 41% of Democrats, and 46% of Independents said they are more fearful than hopeful about what's in store for 2022. Another poll shows Democrats' approval numbers dropping by 12 points since March and President Biden's sinking lower than that. Folks, there's time. The time is now. But there's time to fix this right now. Right now. It is 2022. November is right around the corner. Don't think, oh, it's a, it's a year. It's less than a year. It is right around the corner. I'm going to show you on the other side of this break. I'm going to show you video that there are people waking up to the scam, the gaslighting, and the fact that they're being played for fools by the lockdown pro-censorship left. I'll show you. It's happening. It's, it's uh, people on the left starting to wake up, and we should not disavow them. That's a mistake. It's a mistake. The video I got coming up is of Charlemagne, a very prominent uh, radio podcast host, but by no means not a conservative at all. Starting to ask a lot of serious questions about the left.
Here's what I mean. How I believe there's a massive realignment coming. People start to realize you have to pick a side, as I said in the beginning of the show, tying it all together. You were either on the side of tyranny and totalitarianism and censorship, or you were on the side of freedom, however painful the consequences. Here's Charlemagne, who again is a radio host, very popular guy, huge following, starting to question about what the Democrats are doing for them. Check this out. Man, where's Trump? Yeah. They feel like they would rather get it raw. Yeah. Like, you know what? At least yeah. we know where that mother is. Yeah. These motherfuckers is gassing us up, lying to us, no. promising us and didn't yeah. deliver. Nah, like, I'm tell, like, I cannot wait to see, and I'm already watching it. I'm watching Democrats start the campaign. They're already like, Hillary, you got to go out there and vote. Like, democracy depends on it. I'm like, when y'all going to start governing like democracy Ooh. depends on it? Listen, man, again, we don't need to, you know, throw a ticker tape parade for these lefties who finally start to figure out that Democrats have been lying to them and that Republicans at least tell the truth. You heard him say it. At least that guy told us the truth. He's talking about Trump. We don't need to throw a ticker tape parade. But again, I think it's a big mistake to a lot of the conservative, um, whatever, influencers, I don't know what goofy term, but on social media and elsewhere saying, Oh, you know what? Ignore these guys. They should have said this years ago. Yeah, they should have, but they didn't. They're saying it now. They're saying it now. We don't need to celebrate them and throw a parade and a birthday party for them. But we should make sure we recognize that in order for 51% of America to realize the fight features coming up and the terrain ahead and how, how dangerous the totalitarian future we're looking at right now is you don't turn away people who finally start to see the light. You don't do it. I'm very sorry. It's a big mistake. Bill Maher is not our friend. Barry Weiss is not our friend. Charlemagne is not our friend. That doesn't mean they can't be useful in the fight for freedom. It doesn't mean that at all. I'm very sorry if you think otherwise, but I totally disagree that we should be disavowing these people. I think it's a huge mistake. Help them see the light. Don't turn them away. It's important. Speaking of a guy who needs to see the light, uh, our Border Patrol chief is a total failure, Raul Ortiz. I want you to watch this uh, hidden video. So uh, Chief Ortiz of the Border Patrol is speaking to a couple of our heroic Border Patrol agents and officers there in a meeting. And the officers who I have absolute respect for, you've got such cojones to do this. They're like, hey, man. You got to hear the audio is not great. It's not Joe. Joe did everything he could with it. It's a, it's taken off a cell phone camera and, and Ortiz is far enough off, but you'll hear it. And I want you to listen to this guy with the chief Ortiz, where he can't seem to acknowledge why the agency he's leading is not actually enforcing our border is doing very little to do that. And why they're playing political games with terms like illegal alien and elsewhere. And listen, I feel strongly about this because I'm a lot of things to the left. But don't you dare accuse me of not being a truth teller, being on the side uh, as a former federal agent. Myself. I left my job. I didn't retire. I resigned. There's a big difference. I got no pension. I got no health care benefits for life. I resigned because I didn't believe anymore in what was going on in this government when I was a Secret Service agent in the Obama administration. I didn't believe in it. I left. You don't have to like it. I'm not asking you to respect it. I'm not even asking you to care. I'm just telling you to Chief Ortiz, you said, well, what would you do if you were in my position? What I did, resign. If you're being asked not to raise your right hand and support the Constitution of the United States after you did it, raise your right, support the Constitution of the United States, and the cameras leave the room, hey, put your hand down. We don't actually believe in that, right? No, no, I don't believe in that. Here's Chief Ortiz getting called out by his own guys. A big round of applause to the Border Patrol guys showing some guts here. Love you guys. Well done. Check this out. We stay focused. We continue to do the job and the mission that we signed up for. Right, we all signed up for. We all raised our hand. It's kind of hard to say that. To defend the Constitution, not the It's not hard to say it. It may be hard for you to say it, but I've been doing this for 31 years. It's not hard for me to say it. Every day I wake up and I'm committed to this organization and I'm committed to each one of y'all. We said the same thing, but it seems like the policy's not. Because you keep releasing criminals in the country. You're getting bogged down. And the policies of the politics say illegal alien. What's happening? We can't even say that. That's why Chief Scott left. You just said it. You can't. You say anything going to happen to you? No, you just said it. Yeah, really the whole generation. Whole generation. Why are you guys getting caught up in semantics? 
Right? There's a mission out there to be. There's a mission out there to be. We can sit here and argue about it until we're blue in the face. Right? I've been doing this job as long as y'all. He cites the fact that he's been doing the job for what, 30 years? What does he say or something like that? 30? Really, I was doing the job for close to 12 years and I left when I felt like the country was spiraling out of control. I'm again, I'm not looking for anybody's pat on the back. I don't deserve it. You, you know, it reminds me of the Chris Rock line about, uh, you know, with the fathers. Uh, I take care of my kids. You're supposed to take care of your kids. I swore to protect the Constitution of the United States. I felt the best way to do it was to leave my job. Why can't this guy say the same thing? Coward. Good for you and the Border Patrol. I have nothing but respect for you on the front line, you men and women out there. You're doing the right thing. Hold this guy to account. Ladies and gentlemen, get your phones out and tape everything. Everything. Show America who these people really are. Show them who these people really are. Roll back the curtain. You'll see the wizards, nothing but a little guy sitting there. Don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Raul Ortiz is the guy behind the curtain. All show, no go. All right, let me get to my last story because it's important. So big controversy over Joe Biden uh, saying he's going to use strict racial preferences for his selection of a Supreme Court nominee. He is only going to pick a black woman. That is uh, a, by definition, a racist statement. You are going to pick someone not based on their character or their skills or worthiness to serve in the Supreme Court. You are going to pick them based solely on the melanin component of their skin and their sexual organs. That is, by definition, a racial a racial statement, a racist statement, and a and a, uh, a, a, a a sexist statement as well. Well, as I said to you before, again, tying this whole show together, how there is a massive awakening and a realignment happening right now. This is from ABC News, folks. Sometimes I'll use a your left-wing site, just to show you how they can't ignore the news all the time. ABC News, Brittany Shepard. Majority of Americans want Biden to consider all possible nominees for the Supreme Court vacancy, says a poll. All. Not just a black woman based on skin color and your sexual organs. You know, the irony of this whole thing, folks, I'm sure for Biden and the left, there are more than enough qualified minority women they could consider for this. But by outright saying the, saying the quiet part out loud, that they're going to use racist and sexist criteria to eliminate people, they put themselves in a corner. They're going to have a hard time getting their way out of it. And ironically, whoever they pick for the rest of their career on the bench is going to be stuck with this label that they were only picked because of Biden's racist and sexist criteria, which may have had nothing to do with they could have been perfectly qualified on their own right. You're doing them no favors at all. America's waking up. It's happening. I just hope we hit the bottom soon. Again, a couple of favors to ask. I'm sorry to hit you with this whole Oh, quick thank you, by the way. Our uh, fundraiser's still going for LLS. Bongito.com slash LLS, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Still going. We're at $261,000. You are the best audience in the business. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This research money is very, very well spent on these devastating diseases. I owe you huge. You all are fantastic. Thank you. And um, please sign up for my newsletter. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to talk to you on these traditional channels. I'm not being dramatic, folks. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes I don't share with you because it's even worse. And I don't want to bore you with my personal story. Bongino.com slash newsletter and 40,000 new subscribers on Rumble. Thank you. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We're at 2.1 million subscribers, a number I didn't think we'd see for a couple of years, and uh, we've already blown past that. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. See you on the radio show a little later. Thanks for tuning in. You just heard Dan Bongino.